Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we're watching Minute 35, which opens with Miles laying on the ground after a fall and ends a minute later with Miles visiting Peter's grave. I have titled this minute, The Cemetery. Yeah, I think that's a very apt title. Um... For, for this minute and we'll get into why later but why don't you start off with what the notes you have yeah, i don't have much for it there, there's really only uh two the first one is um when he pulls out the flashback from his pocket we saw in the previous minute the snap this is when miles discovers it and there's just this beautiful single instrument of this like sad somber like i don't know how to describe it yeah, it sounds like a um, some kind of horn or something like a French horn. It's definitely or, a horn. Um, something along those lines, and yeah, it's just this like really slow, somber, drawn out notes that, uh, like you said, um, and yeah, I think it fits. Like, I mean, it it fits the tone perfectly here. It's not anything super bombastic or anything like oh, it broke. Dun dun dun. I think what I like best about it is that it shows Miles regret right away like it always shows it that and it's it's a great transition into the cemetery which again we'll talk about when we get there but yeah. I, I love the use of that as a transition yeah it also does like a really good job of um like just conveying his emotions um mm. like you can really get like even though he's got the mask on you know exactly the facial expression he has yeah um and they even do a good job of like um his eyes are lower in the eye holes of the mask and so like you can tell he's a, a bit downtrodden um he also really hit that ground hard yeah <laughs> like, so i'm, I'm i imagine he's fall. also in pain um, <laughs> yeah i wonder if it was the hitting the um like cab that did it or that like finally broke it or if, if um he hit the edge of the the curb there it, the previous minute seems to imply that it was him when he hit the curb because oh, he landed yeah, like right, right on his hip yeah which is the sense so I, th- I think that's what broke it yeah I, even though it was like literally 30 seconds ago i, I forgot about the whole <laughs> pop up as it broke <laughs> <laughs> I guess not even thirty seconds ago. It was like yeah. ten seconds ago. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but yeah. The other note I have is when it starts like zooming away from Miles and his just staying on the ground state. First yeah. off, it starts catching snowing. his breath. Yeah, yeah, it starts snowing, which I just think is really cool. Uh, but second, we see a four and a two being right next to him. 42 <laughs> yeah and the the funny thing is is that's not a douglas adams reference um a lot of people usually see those and they they immediately think of that but um that's that's i won't lie that's immediately what i thought <laughs> yeah and i think we touched on it in minute two when the lottery ball comes up with the 42 on it i think we did um, but very briefly and we might have also touched on it uh when we first see the spider in the um, like the spray painting scene, um, but the case we didn't the number was picked because it's uh, Jackie Robinson's number, 
um, and uh, Brian Bendis, who was Miles's creator, like specifically picked it for that. Um, and you know that's the reason why you see forty two a uh, bunch in in the movie and around Miles, and not because everyone's a, not because he's a huge um, Douglas Adams fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the fact that they just kind of keep sprinkling it everywhere. It's a, yeah, it, it's it's a fun Easter egg that keeps getting brought up, and in different ways too. Like I love the creativity behind how they keep bringing it up. Like it's not like oh, it's forty two again. Yeah, on like this one came address. from the uh, came from like the sign being broken and mm-hmm. the way the numbers landed. And, yeah, and it's like and they're never like obvious references either. They're like. It's a lottery ball. And I remember we talked about, you know, how that also kind of coincides with Miles getting into uh, visions visions through lottery. Yeah. The spider. Uh, it's very cool because it's, that's how he gets his power. And then this one, he just bumps into it on the sign and it just falls. <laughs> like, it's very creative. It's not like, oh, there's 42 on a jersey. There's an Easter egg. Like, that feels like very on the head kind of Easter egg. This yeah. one has a fun, like, creative, like, 42. <laughs> yeah. The other note I had about this minute as well was just less of a note, more of a question, but mm-hmm. I really hope that Cab has good insurance because he's going to come back and there's just going to be a hole, or not a hole, but, like, a big dent in his roof. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm guessing Miles doesn't leave his information. He probably, you know, would that be considered a hit and run? Um, like, <laughs> I mean, he did hit it just with his body. Yeah, um, from, from know, above. above. But I don't know. Spider's going to be charged with, you know. Yeah, I don't. Be... Spider-Man really starting out as a felon. I, I have um, not seen any, any uh, cameras, so he might be in the clear. Yeah. This, this might just be a mystery. Yeah. Some it was a really big bird that like, what fell. What happened here? Well then he'll see the numbers and it's like I think the sign broke. Yeah. And so we move on to the the church. A- after Miles runs away trying to find an excuse. Yeah. Or not and just leaves. You know, just leaves. Um But you you brought up like the snow and I did kind of chuckle like the snow is just the rain of the winter, um, where it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a sad scene because it's snowing slash raining. Well, <laughs> I will say this, too, as well, kind of going on top of that. Snow is often used in literature as a symbol of death. Yeah. Symbol of death or, or purity, um, like, you know, the pure white coating of snow. And then this is more spring, but it still kind of co- coincides with snow is um the cleansing like cleansing yeah. bringing into a new yeah. I, I, I like the, the snow motif i also just think it's fitting for this moment yeah it cuts to you know watching the snow in the church i just gotta say that is a wallpaper moment if i've ever seen one yeah like, it's definitely one of the karma wallpaper moments but i just think it's so it's such a pretty shot it feels like it would be um, one of those dynamic wallpapers mm-hmm. where um, it it's like, oh, it's just this still background. And then like they have like, oh, just the snow falling or something like that. Like it would make 
a really nice one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want that now. <laughs> um, and the the thing I think I noticed, it's it's kind of hard to tell, but the um, like that I thought was that this is the same church that the um, MJ and Aunt May's speech was done in front of, but you can't really tell if they're um, I thought they doing were it in front of a church. Yeah, it looked more like a city hall to me, just because there's like buildings, so there's like a lot of the city around and stuff. Yeah, you don't. They don't really give you a big um, open yeah. shot, like a far away shot. Um, it's just kind of the the front doors, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely hard to tell. Yeah, and the the one thing I did notice though is that this is a church and not a synagogue, mm-hmm. which means that in this earth uh peter was not jewish where peter's typically not typically like because stan lee and um a lot of those a lot of the early like comic book artists Mm -hmm. and writers and whatnot were uh jewish um a lot of the times like there's hints of um that like the characters themselves are jewish because they're they're writing what they know and they know what it means to be Jewish. So um, a lot of times you'll see like Peter have a bar mitzvah and, um, or just like, you know, do small um, things that like hint at his Jewishness, Mm -hmm. but never really outright stated. And then like sometimes um, when it's adapted, it's kind of like ignored because it's never really outright stated. Like, Oh, if there's a story where he gets married, sometimes it's just in a church mm-hmm. um which like you know if mj is not jewish then maybe it could be seen that way but um yeah it's um something that's usually done in this one he's obviously not jewish because he's buried in a christian cemetery <laughs> yeah they don't really show any hints of it in this movie and this universe that he is at all that peter parker is that peter yeah. parker is yeah i will Switching to Miles, yeah. Um, we first when we first see him walking through the cemetery, I couldn't help but like think like, oh, is this like a walk of shame at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> like he's, you can. No, tell. it's still too late for that to be. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that happens early in the morning. It could be early in the morning. I don't know. We don't know what time it is. It's dark. That's all we know. That's true. I will also point out that, like, we see him, we get a shot of him behind. Did you notice that he still has the tag on his costume? Yeah. <laughs> why, why didn't he take it off? I also do love how um, it just, like, is too big or too small for him, and so he's just got the big gap <laughs> in the back where it's, like, tied around. There's his t-shirt. Um, I wonder... It's very reminiscent. I we didn't touch on it when he first bought it, mm-hmm. um, but it's very reminiscent of like early superhero costumes, and I guess like those cheaper superhero yeah, costumes really that are just is. like, oh yeah, you tie it in the back. It's a little loose. The material's not great. Um, yeah, it's definitely which, they still make those like the very cheapy. Yeah, I guess like, makes sense for what like Miles probably could buy with like his pocket change. Mm-hmm. What, you don't think a store that sells hero guy costumes are, are going to be high-end oh, no, costumes? They probably have high-end costumes there, but Miles <laughs> probably can't afford them. Oh, because <laughs> he's in 
what eighth grade whatever he said seventh eighth grade um and (laughs) his parents don't seem to be the ones to just like give you know give him oh no copious amounts of cash his dad is definitely a you earn money by doing chores type guy yeah and even then (laughs) yeah he probably doesn't get an allowance but his mom sneaks him money every now and again yeah, like, like but it it's different from an allowance. Like, oh, totally. It'd be hard for him to, like, he'd have to pull, like, a me, where when when his mom gives him $5, he only spends two of it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll get you the change later. <laughs> and later is when he wants to buy something big and suddenly has $200 in change. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I noticed, too, is on his gravestone, um, mm-hmm. we we were talking about this when the like news first broke of when his birthday was on the the gravestone it says 91 which means he wouldn't have had his birthday yet in that year so he has a late you know november december december (laughs) birthday (laughs) february is that what it was was that's that's a real month yeah (laughs) february nope that's just that's an actual one no no it's just december Um, yeah he's great um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the episode too because I also wrote down the date. I'm like, oh, I remember we gotta like address that. Um, but I also want to talk about like just the amount of stuff left oh, at yeah. Peter's grave. I feel a little bad. <laughs> There's a great wide shot where you just see how far it goes, and I'm like, that's just the whole yeah. cemetery pretty much. But I feel bad for the people buried next to him. <laughs> yeah, it takes over a couple of the other headstones. It's like these people are just. Trying to rest, or like the groundskeeper that has to like clean it all up. And oh, right. eventually, um, and then he's gonna have to do that from the snow. And there was like pictures there. Like that's gonna yeah. be. Oh, I feel so bad for that groundskeeper. The paper's now. gonna get all you know, like wet and sticky. Destroyed. And like he might just leave us in. Like you know what? You fertilize the grass. <laughs> well, just this stuff's biodegradable, right? Um. One thing that you'll notice is there's a newspaper amongst um, all of the stuff, maybe from, like, it's probably that edition that, like, you know, the day that he mm-hmm. he died. Um, and it's just got the, it's from the Daily Bugle, and it's just got a big headline that says Spider-Man dead. Um, but the, the subheading is Peter Parker, 27, kept New York safe for years, found dead in front of Daily Bugle. So there's two big things there. One, this says he was 27. The um, in the like news report it said he was 26. So that could be an instance of just the news is a lot more instant, and so um, and so they they in the in universe explanation would be like yeah it's just that he uh, they got it wrong for his age and, and so he, he is 27 um but this um yeah and then like the newspaper was able to get out his correct age a bit later um it could also be like they weren't sure how old they were going to make him yet like mm-hmm. out of universe they weren't sure how old peter was supposed to be and so like probably bounced around a couple times um like, we want to wonder... make him young we want to make this death as tragic as possible <laughs> Young, but not too young, because um, they do talk about like how he's, you know, was 
protecting New York for a decade, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's his um in his like intro in the beginning of the movie. He talks about protecting it for ten years or so. Yeah, because I think we talked that they would have made him about sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, again, because we weren't sure of his exact age mm-hmm. then. Um and then the other thing too that I wanted to point out was the fact that he was just like in front of the Daily Bugle. So like was he just laying there? Like did like how did that happen? Did Kingpin just like walk by, drop the body off, and then like leave? Um because that is very like could you imagine being that person to like first report that? This is also like in public. Like that's in the city. How does you don't just drop that off? Um Kingpin would be able to. Probably. Still <laughs> like it was probably it was probably like a late at night kind of thing and depending on where the daily bugle is it might not be that busy and so you just have like a van you know drive up open the door dump it off drive away um and then the other thing too around the grave um you talked about all the pictures mm-hmm. is all of those drawings were done by the children from the people who worked on the project Aww. Um, so those are all like actual kid drawings that's the yeah, that's a, it's adorable and really fun choice um another cool thing i think they did with using the headstone is right when miles starts talking to peter um he they do this great shot where it actually starts behind the headstone and then slowly lips to reveal miles and i think it's just such a cool shot yeah it's it's really like uh neat the way they like because because you're you're following miles from behind and suddenly like pans up and he's walking towards you like oh how did you get there you almost you almost feel like it's it's almost like they're trying to make you feel like peter's spirit listening to miles yeah yeah i think that's a that's a great way of explaining it peter's spirit just comes from the ground looks at yeah. and like oh hey dude wait why do you have that look on your face yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> nah he's probably he's probably spiritually comforting miles like dude it's okay we'll figure this out <laughs> yeah um yeah that that is a neat like you, you're suddenly miles is talking to peter who's like yeah, the audience is sitting in his spot. It's a very good shot, and I think it really helps give the shot like its emotional weight, and it really makes me think it's like Miles is talking to us. When he's talking, he has such regret in his voice. Yeah, he's—you can just tell that it's almost like a little kid talking to his parents for something like he didn't, like something like a bad mistake. Like it is it's such a teenager moment it, it's such a powerful moment for him I, I would say it's younger than teenager like it's a miles feeling like a child because he mm-hmm. failed this person that he really looks up to yeah. um, and it's even less of like failing a parent and more of failing like a mentor yeah because like usually like with a mentor you always want to live up to their expectations and 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 hear miles feels like he failed those expectations and and just like doesn't know how to to complete his promise because he broke the the usb yeah it's such a great moment 
the miles. Yeah, and, and the animators were talking about how, like, this whole scene and this whole moment was really hard to get done and took a really, really long time because um, this was the first scene that they did and mm-hmm. started working on. Um, and so they were trying to establish, like, all of the rules and the way things work. Um, and you'll notice even with, like, this one, like, um, if you, like, look really closely, like, Miles, you, you can tell they're still trying to figure out, like, how to make Miles tick and work mm-hmm. um, with it. Uh, and even, like, establishing rules, like, oh, what gets animated on the ones and versus what gets animated on the twos and... Um, like how does the scenery even work and like lighting and stuff and like like you can see with the um the street lights like the the light shooting out of them is is dotted um so like setting up rules like that um and the way things are supposed to move and stuff like that so um like as they were working on this they were still trying to figure out how things should be working yeah this scene is animated beautifully but it does make me wonder like i wonder how many like drafts and how many different times they had to almost animate this scene just to figure out like oh no that doesn't look right try it this way yeah okay, there was yeah, that like, looks better one of the things too is even just like because it's so far into the movie like they still weren't set on like how things were going to progress at this point and like the story wasn't even completed like not completed <laughs> but like the 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 way the story flowed wasn't done quite yet mm-hmm. and so like there was debates as to like oh whether like should miles walk in with a limp or should he just walk in normally because like he just mm-hmm. fell from the building but like sometimes he didn't and so like it wouldn't make sense for him to have a limp then and like even just like having to like redo things like that yeah or like even if we consider like the alternate scenes that they had earlier like should genki be with him should yeah like or should he be alone there's a lot of questions that i could see them and there's a seem to be a lot of pressure with this scene but i think it's nailed so well yeah so do you have any other notes for this minute yeah that's everything i have that's all i have as well so Thank you all for listening to this minute, and we will see you on Friday with Minute 36. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.